0: Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Vladimir Potapenko. Vladimir Potapenko is an entrepreneur, inventor, social investor, CEO, and co-founder of 8 Allocate, a custom software development and outsourcing consultancy with two R&D centers in Ukraine. Before 8 Allocate, Vladimir gained first-hand experience in sales and business development, worked in the education industry, founded two startups, ZBS.Technology and Engineer Riot, and are both now successfully integrated in the eight allocate group of companies. Vladimir received his Master's of Science in Telecom and his MBA as well. Vladimir is also an avid marathon runner. Well, good afternoon, Vlad. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Brian. How are you? Great. Awesome. Awesome. This is amazing. I love getting up either early in the morning or staying up late to talk to people from all around the globe. So thank you for joining. You've got an amazing company and I've been looking at your career there. You've just got a lot of energy. After spending a few years in the workforce, it seems you jumped into entrepreneurship and never looked back. Could you share maybe with our audience,
1: what was the key to your success so far? Mm, success is a very subjective thing, you know, but still we're not the biggest but uh, not the smallest company in our industry. But anyway, yeah, getting back there, it was just a time of, you know, when when your body and your brain and everything inside your inner world asks for some changes. And obviously, changing of life and family is not the good thing. So... <laughs> Um, it was only about the career, and I just thought if I don't try now, so when I get the point where the the younger you are, the easier to try. so yeah, just uh, put all in to entrepreneurship, and that's already the sixth, uh, I guess the sixth year, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. No, I just really
0: do love your stories because you you are fairly young, in in my opinion, based on your profile there, and you've done quite a a great job. So thank you for sharing that. And that's very inspirational for a lot of other entrepreneurs and tech CEOs around the world. So thanks for sharing. Yeah, my pleasure. Sure. So Vlad, your company has a global presence. You mentioned to me you've got a, a good footprint here in the United States as well, you being from Ukraine. Yeah. What is your best selling product or service and how does it compare to your competitors?
1: Yeah, we are a service company mostly. So we have two main services. So basically, what we are doing is uh, we do software development as a service, right? So um, we serve some early stage startups and going to the Pretty big companies, for example, like Money Transferring Company, which is the third biggest thing in the world. We offer them two main engagement models. The first one is project-based, which suits very good for a very early stage startup. So just need to, to have a website or a mobile application, some MVP or a feature development. And as well for some enterprises, those are just willing to get rid of some work. You know, they need a the code refactoring or something like that. The idea is that we receive the spec, the specific or scope of work. And then we estimate it in advance. We put our own team, our own project manager, and we are responsible for delivering deployment at the end. Another model is for companies probably starting from late-stage startups. We call it dedicated teams or extended teams. In the US, people usually name it as uh, staff augmentation. So basically it's for companies those are willing to scale up, but they struggle to do it locally or they are looking to decrease cost or do it faster. Or, for example, for clients from Europe, it's also a question of scaling down the team because firing people in France or Germany is a big headache and it's easier to to do it in Ukraine. And as Ukraine was voted as number one outsourcing destination in Europe, what we do is we basically build Technical departments for our clients; those are fully managed by our customers, but we take care of operations. So basically, we're doing—we create a global presence for them, presence overseas—that take care about all the operational headaches. So that's what we're doing. Both services are—they suit well for the U.S. market. The only thing is the time zone difference. So the dedicated teams works. not so easy you know to offer to the west coast for example but it's also having an advantage as well it's kind of you have your software development department working 24 7 you know you have like two shifts and you still have an overlap which you don't have if you outsource to india for example so you have time to do retrospective meetings and you know stand-ups and work together but then you have a time to be fully focused that's it
0: that, yeah, no, that's amazing. I appreciate you sharing how you've expanded into those two areas. And you're right. You know, a lot of times companies have challenges with, you know, the management overhead or having personnel. So that's great that you exactly. offer that. I, I, I do appreciate that. So, Vlad, your portfolio includes technologies. I was reading like artificial intelligence, machine learning, blockchain, predictive modeling. Were these services created out of the global disruption and innovation the last few years? Or did you see a need for this five years ago when you founded your company?
1: Frankly speaking, uh, people were already talking about that, so I guess one of the really first clients we got, it was the company based in New York, those were doing chatbots, they have a software as a service solution, we've been doing backend development, Python for them, and quality assurance automation, so it was definitely back then, the only change I would probably can mention is that 3-4 years ago, if people tend to say blockchain, it was mostly about crypto, so we did. The architecture for skycoin we did several crypto wallets through some uh, currency exchange platforms and so on and then when bitcoin just gone down now if people ask about blockchain i can bet that's for in 90 of cases it's not about crypto so that was probably the only change, but people as used to talk about AI and uh, IoT and so on, they still do. I would say AI AIs become even more popular. But there is an interesting fact, by the way, I've seen the analytics of the German market of startups, those say they are AI startups, right? And it's about only 40% or so of companies those really use this technology. Interesting. That's that. Uh, yeah, that's a very interesting. Fact. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. No, I'm glad you share that, and you have a different perspective as well. Uh, obviously, being an entrepreneur, you want to stay one step ahead of your competition, so you're always out there reading, researching. You know, trying to stay ahead. As I mentioned, right. But for you to be a global provider of services, you really get to dive in and see what other countries, other companies are doing. So I think that's. I think that's great, actually. So thank you for sharing, Vlad.
1: Yeah, we, we, we even were a sponsor of, of a big research. It was mostly focused on the Eastern Europe, but still it covers not only Ukraine, but a lot of countries. Yeah, sure. You you need to know where, where you're playing, you know. Absolutely. Great job on that.
0: So Vlad, this is the big question my audience loves to. They want to kind of get intimate with you in knowing a little bit about you and your and maybe there's some sort of success you can share. So in your career experience, what would be helpful for again some of those in my audience are looking to either grow their career in leadership or maybe they want to break into entrepreneurship?
1: Oh, let me think for a second. I would probably take three main things. The first one is um, constant self-challenging, you know, um, and I would divide it in, in two sections. The first one is self-education. So reading a lot of books, doing trainings, you know, going for education more and more, especially now it, it's fully open, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm best in Kiev mostly. And I can attend the courses of Stanford Graduate School of Business and so on. It's amazing. The second one, what I meant by self-challenging, I guess, is going beyond your comfort zone. We're not living here here like in Beverly Hills, so <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's hard to sometimes uh, call it a comfort zone, but still. like I, I've chosen sports, so I did a marathon. I'm uh, now preparing to swim over the Bosphorus from Europe to Asia, basically, which is going to take place in, in four weeks. Wow. Um, so that's another one. The big role that I had in my kind of past, that was a mentorship. So both of my business partners there, one got the MBA from Chicago Booth School of Business, another one graduated from INSEAD and the business school based in in France. They are both a bit older than me, so kind of they helped me grow because when I see how they think, I start thinking wider as well, if you know what I mean. And the third one is just just do it, you know, like Nike says. When you just dream about it, I have a, on my screen, I have a wallpaper which says the true entrepreneur is a doer, not a dreamer. So besides of dreaming and having the great idea, and I'm a bigger fan of the phrase that idea almost worth nothing, execution does. It's about doing stuff. And uh, Americans have a very big advantage of having an ability and the culture of failing in their mindset. In Europe, in Asia, for example, people, they are afraid of being... Getting a failure, you know. Sure. So, America, I guess it's uh, one of the things drives your economy that people failure is okay, you know. So it's just doing, just uh, fail, fail, and fail, and just gets up, like Japanese say, like seven times you fall down, you get up, you get up for eight times. Absolutely, no, I think that's
0: great. I love your attitude, your energy, and the things that you've done. And and I think you know, in my career, I would I would share some of the same sentiments about mentorship. Mm-hmm about just going for it, just do it. And yes, you need to fail. Uh, we've all failed a lot of times in our life, but oh, the, sure. the only way you succeed is is getting back up. So that's amazing, Vlad. I appreciate you sharing that. And I just want to personally thank you. It was a pleasure having you on the show today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon.
1: Oh, thank you, Brian. Thank you once again for inviting. That's an honor for me. And I wish you good luck and good luck to all of your audience and listeners. You're doing uh, an amazing things. Thank you very much and bye for now.